Welcome to Fountain of Life Worship Center's podcast. We're glad you're here with us today. Today you will hear a message previously recorded from our pastor, youth pastor, or a guest speaker. Join us as we know God, grow in God, and go with God today. Let's jump into the message. have your Bibles, if you would go with me to Matthew chapter 28. This week, as I was preparing to preach another sermon, late Friday evening I was sitting in my office and God started changing my mind. And I want to read from a portion of scripture that is very familiar to us. In fact, it's one of the very last things Jesus told us. Matthew chapter 28 verse 16 says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they had saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always even until the end of the world. Amen. God, we thank you for your word. God, and with this portion of scripture you have given us, God, you've spoken a commission to the church to go. God, we have sat in our luxury sanctuaries and padded pews and 
sat inside the four walls too long. God, you have commissioned us to go. And God, that is my prayer this morning, that you would give us an unction. God, your coming is soon. I believe that with all of my heart. I believe that without a shadow of a doubt, the next great event that will take place will be the rapture of the church. And God, I want us to be a church that is hot and ready, a church that is alive and thriving, a church that is out of doing and being about the Father's business. And your business is not just being inside these four walls. There is a world that is lost that needs to hear the gospel and to see the love of Jesus Christ. So God, give us an urgency. Give us a desire to be more than who we are right now. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give your neighbor an air high five. If it's your spouse, you can high five them. Contagious. It's a word we're hearing a lot of lately. But my question is, is are we contagious? You see, Jesus was commissioning the disciples. And when he commissioned them, he told them, he said, all power is given unto him in heaven and in earth. So in fact, what he was saying is this power that I have, this power that is given to me, I am giving to you so that you can go and be contagious to the world. I need you from this point farther, this point further, I need you to go into the world and be contagious and spread the gospel because I am about to ascend into heaven. So he infected them with the gospel and he said, go and spread, become contagious, teach them, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost and infect them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what he was saying to the disciples. And you and I today, if we say that we are a follower of Jesus Christ, we are blood-bought, we are saints of God, you and I are no different than those disciples that day. And when he commissioned those disciples, that was meant to also commission us to go. The word contagious means carrying or spreading a disease, tending to spread from person to to person. Remember when we were kids and our moms used to tell us that we would catch a cold if we went outside without our coats or if we, 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 we had our heads wet and all that stuff. Remember when they used to tell us that? They were liars. The truth is, and I, I've got a nurse in the front row that'll back me on this. The truth is, germs, germs is what makes us sick. Germs is what makes us sick. We do not get sick from cold weather. You get sick from germs or from other people, we've heard this a lot lately, who sneeze and cause droplets. See, you can tell we've been listening to the CDC a lot lately, right? But sneeze or cough in your face, they transmit germs or our hands touch objects that have germs on them. So here's what I want you to understand. In order to infect someone, you have to touch someone. Jesus was saying this gospel that I'm infecting you with is meant for you to leave and go out and touch people with it. 
Church, people need touched by the Word of God. The Gospel. You need to become contagious. You see, germs are contagious. Germs are the agents that transmit colds and viruses. And we need to begin to spread Jesus. We need to infect people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 1 verse 16, Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Isaiah, will you bring that up there please? Romans 1 16. Listen to this. He says, For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. But he said, For it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone who believeth. But Paul said first, he said, I'm not ashamed to get outside the four walls and share the gospel because that is the power of God. Romans chapter 10, verse 14 through 17, Paul carries on and says, How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear it without a preacher? We're all preachers. We need to preach the word. How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Church, let's stop spreading politics and all this garbage all over Facebook and let's start sharing the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We are the agents that God has called to spread the gospel virus. So be contagious. If you've ever been contagious with anything, let it be with the gospel. When the power of God is unleashed in our lives, then Jesus will infect us just like he did his disciples to be contagious. They changed the world. They turned the world upside down in the book of Acts. The book of Acts proves people can be infected with the gospel of Jesus Christ. One thing the church is forgetting more and more is we have, we have, the potential to change the world. Politics is not going to change the world. It is the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why Jesus told his disciples to go therefore into all nations. Go. Go. Not will you go. He said go. God did not send the Holy Ghost to endue us with power to sit down in our padded chairs, swing from our glorious chandeliers, and run around our four little walls in a church. No, he sent us to get out of these four walls and infect our community. We love Acts chapter 1 as Pentecostals, but we only like one part of it. Acts 1 and 8. 
We like the part that's in white up there, but we don't like what's highlighted. But you shall receive power. Woo! God did not give us power to speak in tongues and run around the church. Oh, boy. It's the truth. As Pentecostals, we take that word power and we just want to put it to tongues, whether they're holy or not. Oh, boy. But we shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. It does not stop, Pentecostal church, at you shall receive power. We receive power for a reason, to go infect the world. We get all excited about power, but then when it tells us to go do something, we shut up. Oh, boy. God did not give us the power to sit down in our pew or chair and behind four walls. He gave us power to go be contagious. Matthew chapter 10, I think it's verse 8, Jesus told his disciples, he, he, didn't, he didn't like say this is what you should do or when you go pray for people to do this. No, he didn't say go pray for people. He said go heal the sick. Go cleanse the lepers. Go raise the dead. Go cast out devils. Go, because freely you have received, freely give. He gave us the power to heal and to cleanse and to raise and to cast out, church. Is the church contagious? I know one thing, it's, it's time that the church rise... It's time that the church rise and we get into our callings and we begin to share our gifts and talents to the world. It's time we become contagious. You cannot be contagious when we're outside of our calling. Go and do what God is telling you to do. A pastor friend of mine once wrote this, and I wrote this down a long time ago, and God brought it to my remembrance but he wrote this, and I love it, but he said, God created a garden, and he put man in the garden, and as long as man was in his rightful place, he thrived. When a man, when the man was kicked out of his prepared place, he struggled the rest of his life because he wasn't in his original place. When you become misplaced, you will struggle. You will not thrive in your calling or your giftedness until you get back to your original assigned place. The church cannot be effective when we're not working in our calling. The church cannot be affected if we're always worrying about our own hurts and our own pain and our own disappointments. Church, we've got people to see saved. We're saved and it's time we get over ourselves. The church isn't here for us anymore. It's here for them out there. Oh boy. 
Get into your calling. Be contagious. God has transformed you into his likeness. Understand this this morning. You have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am a powerhouse for God because he has endued me with power from up on high to go and be his witness. We have to understand that. And we are the generation that God has called and said, Danny Napper, you're going to be a part of the finishing task. Joe, you're going to be a part of the finishing task. Kevin, you're going to be a part of the finishing task. Church, God saw something in us that said, there are a holy generation, a bold generation, and I see something inside of them that's going to usher in the coming of my son, Jesus Christ. That should excite us enough to get us off of our chairs and out the door to do something. God saw something in us. God chose us to usher in the coming of his son. So we've got to become contagious. How many remembers right after 9-11? The anthrax spread and... People were in chaos, scared to death to open their mail. How great would it be if uh, we could spread a contagion throughout the whole world that offers life and joy and peace and hope? There is. And he's no other than Jesus Christ. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. That's us shining the gospel light unto them. I believe this world in all of its turmoil needs to hear a gospel message that is full of life and joy and peace and hope. That's what's wrong with our world. Everybody. I don't care what we're fighting for or what we're fighting against, but no matter where we stand, the world feels like there's no hope. We need to start spreading a message that builds and not destroys. We need to begin to speak life and not death. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Isaiah, if you'll bring that up there, please. Deuteronomy 30, 19. I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life. So choose life. You've got to choose life so that you and your children may live. Sometimes our children are in the mess that they're in because we choose death. Oh boy. What if? What if God used each of us to infect one person this week to come and hear the gospel next week. What if next week 200 people plus that we needed to go to two services? What if God used the church, this church, to set the pattern for revival? What if God used this church to start the next great awakening? 
Stop saying what if and start saying why not. We can. Paul said in Ephesians 3 and 20, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. I love how the Amplified says it. Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. If it comes to your mind, God can do super abundantly above all that. Let's stop worrying about the stains in the carpet. Let's stop worrying about what color the carpet is. Let's stop worrying about who cleaned or whether they did clean or whether they didn't. Let's stop worrying about the sound. Let's stop worrying about all the stuff that causes us to grumble and growl. And can we start focusing on the expectation that Christ has set before us when he said, go and be contagious? Church, I believe there's hope at Fountain of Life Worship Center. Hope that God is calling some people out of this congregation who is committed to the cause of Christ and is ready to be infected and be contagious. It is time that the redeemed of the Lord stand and be accounted and say so. The book of Acts serves as our demonstration of what the gospel message can do in a messed up, jacked up world. We look at Acts and just think it was easy for them. They lived in the same messed up society we live in today. It was messy. Souls were saved. But the apostles paid the price. People got out of their pews and got dirty. Revival is not cheap. What we've called revival all of our life isn't true revival, Randy. Some dude coming and giving him a microphone and we huck and buck for a week isn't revival. Revival's when our community's shaken and tore upside down and we're seeing drug addicts drop needles out of their arms. We're seeing alcoholics lay the bottles down at the pews. We're, uh, that's revival. What we've called revival all of our life is just dead saints getting resurrected again. Oh, boy. We talk about 30 people got saved at revival. It's the same 30 got saved at the last revival. It's the truth. Oh, boy. We need to be infected with the gospel and the power of God that is so contagious that it, it allows fountain of life to reach the uttermost parts of the earth. But here's the ticker. We've got to be sober. We have to be vigilant. Because in the book of Acts, every time God did his thing, Satan did his. Every time. It's not going to be cheap. It's not going to be easy. I mean, the enemy wants to wreak havoc on everything that we do. But we still have to be contagious. Revival is worth it. Revival is worth the mess. It's worth the struggle. It's worth the fight, church.
Some of you, your family strung out on everything. Marital problems. Isn't revival worth seeing them come to Jesus? Revival is worth the mess. It's worth the struggle. It's worth the fight. I mean, listen to me, church. 29 decisions have been made at Fountain of Life Worship Center in 2020. We can clap and we can woo-ha, but we've lost a lot of them already because of COVID. This mess. We got to get them back. We got to get them back. Listen to what Paul told Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. He says, you know how much persecution and suffering I've endured? You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch and Iconium and Lystra. But the Lord rescued me from all of it. Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will, will, will suffer persecution. Again, I say it all the time and I'll say it again. For anybody that told you when you got saved, it's all a bed of roses from then on out. They're liars. I know one thing. The evangelism that was sweeping the world in the book of Acts is not the evangelism that is sweeping our world today. I'm going to step on some feet and toes and, and ankles right here. You want me to tell you why? Because the church is more worried about politics and an election and we have forgotten that Jesus is the answer. We have put Donald Trump up on a pedestal and have called him our Savior and we have forgot that Jesus is still alive. He's still on the throne and I don't care if Joe Biden or Donald Trump is president. Jesus is still king. Church, I know this election. It's important. All elections are important. But remember, we have to remember, God changes the times and the seasons. God removes and raises up kings. God gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. We have forgotten that, and we have set a president up on a pedestal. Oh, boy. Trump is not the church's answer. Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost is. True evangelism, contagious evangelism that is unleashed throughout the disciples and the apostles in the book of Acts had an amazing result. They were infectious. The church talks now and we're laughed at. You want to know why? Because all we do is talk. The apostles had something following them called miracles, signs, and wonders. Oh, boy. I think I'd come to know Jesus Christ, too, if somebody fell off the, the balcony and knocked their brains out, and, and we just pray for him and go on and have church, and he lives. Oh, boy. Thousands, thousands came to know Jesus Christ. The gospel was such an epidemic and so controversial that listen to what they said about Paul. Some of you all are worried about ruffling up for a pastor. I can't do that because my boss won't let me and the government says this and the government says this. Listen to what Paul, for we have found this man a pestilent fellow, a troublemaker. I say, bring that up, Acts 24, 5. 
For we have found this man a pestilent fellow. They said, Paul, you are a troublemaker. And he's got people shook up all throughout the world. One man. One man. A troublemaker. They can call him whatever, but I call him a mover of the gospel. And he shook the world. Paul was changing the world. The command to be contagious was being fulfilled. Acts shows us how it happens. Look, I mean, you you look at the negative effects of illness. I mean, Lord, how mercy. Look at COVID. I mean, it, it devastating, deadly for some. But how much more positive can we affect our community by spreading the gospel? We're commissioned. We're not asked. We're commissioned, Randy, to go. I believe there is a shift in the atmosphere. And the people of Fountain of Life, we're tired of being discontent with church as we normally call it. And I truly believe that God is shifting us into a season and I believe God is going to wake us up to what it's truly about. Church, we're living in perilous times. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 17 through 19 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Church, that's what's, that's what's got to take place. That's what we got to start seeing happening. I'm tired of people coming to church and going home never changed. If we're unchanged, then we can't change nobody. It's time to be energized, excited, fully equipped, filled with the Holy Ghost, turned loose with the life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ. No more games, no more patty cakes, no more programs. I think prayer, fasting, and reading the Word should be sufficient to do what God needs us to do. It worked for Acts. Church, I am ready, ready, ready to lead a charge of a church that wants to be contagious. How many people want an outbreak? How many remembers that movie Outbreak, that little stupid monkey? One monkey got loose. My Lord, I wish one Christian would get loosed. An entire community infected because one monkey got loose. All it takes, Adam, is the right person at the right time to be infected and watch out. The book of Acts, the gospel, spread so fast, nobody was safe. Y'all better stop preaching in the name of that Jesus fella. Did they? Stop? No. They went back together and they said, let's just pray for boldness. 
the book of Acts was viral. I mean, it was viral. The gospel spread so fast. Nobody was safe. And you know what the problem is today? The gospel has been quarantined inside of our four little walls of our cathedrals. Satan has the gospel quarantined. The gospel is viral. It should spread. We live in a world that is so dark, and the virus that lives inside of us is light. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. For God, who commanded, he didn't ask, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Light to infect darkness. We went out last Sunday and was praying over our community. That don't need to be a one-time event. You know, there was people, I think it was Angie and Karen, they realized who they were. They remembered them from before. They ran to them for prayer. Ran to them for prayer. Come to them twice. They talked to them once and then they came back. People are looking for light. John chapter 1 verse 4 and 5, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. The message that the church keeps hidden in our four little walls is the message that has the power to change not only individual lives, but a community, a family, a nation. There is an awesome power that we carry inside of us. Be contagious. I got online and started looking about looking at viruses and how they spread and you know if it's on the internet it's true especially facebook but two things i learned was viruses are fast and they're efficient viruses move fast and they infect quickly that movie, The Outbreak, that monkey was the carrier of the virus. It infected other people and other people and other people until an entire community was infected. One monkey. COVID is rampant right now. March, we all was kind of shrugging it off, thinking, ah, little, low affections. Now we're looking at it like, man, this thing's crazy. It's fast. A virus, the carrier, the spread, be contagious. Philippians chapter 1. But I would, you understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather into the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Do rejoice ye, 
and will rejoice. Now think about this. Paul carried this virus. The gospel. And probably nobody preached it better than the apostle Paul. Paul was driven to be contagious. No matter what, everywhere Paul went, he, he infected people. Whether he was arrested, whether he was beat, whether he was in prison, whether he was naked, whether he was hungry, it didn't matter wherever Paul was, it just moved him to the next town to infect more people. Paul said, none of these things moved me. You couldn't shake me. I was so full of the Jesus germ that nothing could shake me. I'm going to go change the world. Do whatever you want, but I'm just, I'll shake the dust off my feet. I'll go to the next town, and I'll find somebody to preach and win to Jesus. Paul was contagious. Are we? Selena, if you'll come to the piano. He said, many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Paul infected the brethren to be contagious. Paul's in prison and has infected the enemy soldiers. Not only the enemy soldiers, but hey, why don't you come to my house and infect my family? Let Christ infect us to be in contagion. John chapter 20. Then Jesus said to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. He breathed on them, not so they would wear masks, He breathed on them so they would breathe on other people so that they could be infected. Paul again in Philippians 1, going to finish that verse out 15 through 18. He says, Some indeed preach Christ, even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then? Notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. Paul was just happy that the gospel was being preached. It was becoming contagious. Yes, he opposed their motives, but loved that it was being preached. Church, I encourage you, be the one monkey. Start being contagious. Start being contagious. I'm excited about what's going to be going on around here. We got to start spreading the gospel, the good news, at all costs. At all costs. 
We have to unleash the power of the gospel into our community. Outbreaks become very powerful. Just ask the people in the upper room. Just ask the people at Azusa Street. Just ask the people at the Great Awakening. The Great Commission. Go. Church, God has shook me this week. And there's an urgency inside of me that I've never felt before. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Whether we want to acknowledge it or not, it's not going to change the fact He's coming. And is He going to find us ready, full of faith, and ready? I want to read the parable of the, the virgins again. Matthew chapter 25, and Isaiah, you don't have this. It says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened to ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell, and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he said it, but he answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye neither know the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. How's your oil this morning? I'm talking to the church. I'm talking to the lost. I'm talking to everybody in this room this morning. How is your oil? Is your lamp burning hot, cold, or lukewarm? Church, if there was ever a time that the church needed to wake up, it's now. It's now. I'm concerned for the church as a whole. I'm concerned for some here at Fountain of Life because a lot of people don't seem too concerned right now. We have allowed the things of this world to consume us and we have fallen asleep. We have fallen asleep. And I say we. We've got people in the church running around in fear. Many in in the church are not seeing the importance of gathering. Many in the church are just happy with a mediocre relationship with Jesus Christ. Mediocre gets you spewed out. The parable of the sower in the Gospel of Mark said in 
the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke the word and it become unfruitful. I believe with all my heart the bridegroom is at the door ready to knock. I believe the bridegroom is at the door ready to knock. And when he does, will he find us burning full of oil? Or is he going to find us lukewarm and caught off guard? Can we stand to our feet this morning? Can we do some soul searching? Can we do some self-evaluation this morning? This altar's open for anybody that wants to come. But I'm asking you, how's your oil this morning? Let's do some soul searching. Stand, but how is your walk this morning? Are you contagious? Selena begins to sing this song. I want us to worship. If you're here this morning and you're lost, why don't you come and let him fill your let him full, fill your lamp full of oil this morning? Jesus Christ is at the door, ready to knock. How's he going to find you this morning? Ready or not, here I come. Thanks for listening with us today. We hope that you have been challenged, inspired, or God has changed you somehow or in some way by what you have heard. If you would like to learn more about Fountain of Life Worship Center, find us at our website at folwc.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash folwc, or in person. If you have a prayer request that you would like us to join in praying with you, please head to our prayer page at folwc.com slash prayer and click the image that reads prayer request. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can go to our website, folwc.com, and click Give at the top of the page. Join us every Thursday for a new podcast. Hit subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast to keep up with our most recent podcast episode. Have a great day, and God bless you all.